Hey, what's up, Kiki Crew? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, family, or guests come on the show, and we kiki about whatever the topic of the day is. So just to give y'all a little bit update before we get into our guest and why she is here. I have recovered from COVID. For me, it was more like a like the flu, but you know, it just still had me down bad. Um, I will say as of right now, the after effects of it, I just feel really tired, like do a little bit and then I'm like, I'm ready to go to bed. But I think that's just my body trying to recover. But okay, so just that little update about me. And so we want to get into the guest this week. Her name is Angel. Angel, you want to go ahead and say what's up and just tell the people a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. I am Angel. Um, I am 22 years old. I I was born in Houston, so I'm a Houston girl. I grew up in San Antonio, though, for a little while. Uh, I don't like either of them, but I'll claim Houston for anything. Um, I really just be doing my thing. I be modeling. Um, I'm a dancer. I do hair. Um, I do pretty much whatever you can really think of. Customer service. I like to decorate for parties, like baby showers and things like that. So I have a lot of different things that I have my hands in. So I, I try to stay busy and focused on positive things, things that pay bills. <laughs> I'm single, but yeah, um, I'm very much ready to uh, explain some things that go on in my type of lifestyle because a lot of people don't see what goes on and they just see what they come to the club to see. So there's a lot, there's a lot that happens. So this, I'm actually really glad that you asked me to do this with you because I've been looking for some type of platform to like talk about that on. Cause I, you've seen on my story, I do what I call dressing room diaries. But anyway, most of my things that I go through with that type of stuff um, is on my private story. Cause I can't put that on my regular one. Um, and I've been wanting to start my own little podcast type of thing specifically for that so I'm actually really glad that you asked me to do this I really appreciate it well I'm excited to have you on the show to talk about what it's like being a dancer um you know and just give us some behind the scenes type info because you know everybody got the idea of what they think being a dancer is what's going on in the mm-hmm. bathrooms. so you know I'm just happy that you're here to be able to discuss it so um so we start the show off with a drink with coco so and that is a guest recommendation so you want to tell us what you recommend this week so you said a drink right yeah like do you have a recommendation this week Mm, i love me some don julio don julio is there like mm-hmm. a specific like mixed drink that you like or? I love cranberry vodka sours and uh, sour fuckers. Sour pucker and yes. cranberry vodka sour. Yes. Okay. 
Okay, we're gonna have to try that out. So what is it that you like about those drinks? The drinks, I I like how sour they are. I like how it's like sour and it's, it's like a soda, but then you get that that alcohol taste. Mm-hmm. So it's a good time. Yeah. Okay. It's very, very, it's very much so like, it's like you're sipping a Long Island. Like it's really chill. It's like, a, it's a regular drink, but it's not, but it is, but it isn't. So it feels <laughs> like it, but it's not. <laughs> okay. So if y'all like vodka and y'all want to get turned up, you know, this may be the drink for you. So I'll be sure to make a post about it this week and y'all can um, try it out and let me know what you think. So hashtag drink with Coco at Kiki and with Coco. So now that we have the drink going, we're going to go ahead and get into the word on the street. So this week's word on the street, we're starting out with Kenya Moore from Real Housewives of Atlanta. She has been going through or separated from her husband for quite for at least two years now, but they've been going like back and forth about whether they want to break up, whether they want to stay together. And I think now they're actually going through with the divorce. But now he's saying that he wants a port like some proceeds from her house. But this is the house which she calls more manor. The house that she had before they even got together, the house was paid for in cash. And he's saying he wants money from it, even though he has never lived in this house. So, oh, wow. so Angel, what are your thoughts about that, that situation? Well, I mean, if you've never even lived in that house or had any part with getting, getting that house and having any of your name on it, I don't think you should be, I don't think you should be battling her for that. It, ha it has nothing to do with you. Exactly. It's just like wasting his time. Like, if, I don't know what you're doing that for. I feel like he's just going to lose the, the whole battle because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, to me, it's just like, what, what are you going to get out of doing this? Like, you've pretty much caused this woman nothing but havoc since y'all have gotten together you never lived in this house you didn't put no money into this house why do you feel like you are obligated to any parts of this house and so for me that's probably like one of the most scariest things to know like as a woman who has money you know is taking care of herself self self-sufficient to get with a man and it not work out and now he think he entitled to to half of your exactly. stuff when you haven't even been with this woman for a substantial amount of time I remember at one point he was saying like if it didn't work out he could start from scratch you know xyz and to me if you were saying like you built it from the ground up from before you can start all over like what is your purpose in trying to take anything from this woman when she's asked you for nothing? Literally nothing. Like, you don't have custody of y'all's child. Like, I mean, y'all may have joint custody, but, like, she has y'all's kid 100% of the time. So where, where, where does it translate that you owe some money? You live all the way in New York. She live in Atlanta. Like, where do it translate? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely not here for it. I definitely. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely not clicking where you feel like you're entitled to anything. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. What are your thoughts on like men trying to take money from women, like in a divorce? Oh, I'm so tired of seeing that. I'm so tired of seeing that. It's giving me um that Tyler Perry movie Acrimony. Ah. Mm-hmm. When the girl, she did everything. She helped him with his career, with what he was, his dream, and it never went anywhere. And then he just totally went left working. He wasn't doing anything. Everything came from her. He was taking it all. And for me, if you're a man, you need to already have yourself established with a good job, something. Like you can't just take, you can't take from a woman who's got everything or is doing everything for herself. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just, I feel like that's a crime to me. Like you're stealing, you're stealing from someone else. It's not them giving it to you. You're manipulating them into giving it to you or making them feel like they need to help you or they need to do this. They need to do that when they really, we really, we really don't have to be nice. We really need to stop being so nice. Then be out here just trifling. This, this guy is trifling. That he, It's crazy to me that he's doing that to her. And I'm just like, you need to go, Go go work on something. Go do something for yourself instead of trying to take someone else's wealth and someone else's time that they've spent just to get that house built and everything. You need to go put the same work in that that woman put in and do that for yourself. Like, I just don't understand why. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, me personally, I think there are a lot of successful women who potentially end up dating down just based off of the avail- what's available out there. I feel like if there is a man who gets with a woman who has substantially more than him, I'm sure she has no problem with helping to build a business or build something. So just like I would advise any woman who is dating a man who is substantially wealthy, Make sure that you build something from that. So if Mm -hmm. you part ways, you don't have to ask that person for nothing. Like you built something on your, you built something for yourself to take with you. And I'm sure the person that you're with wouldn't mind you taking your business and and keep it pushing. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So I definitely think that he needs to get it together because he also does has have his own businesses. So it's just like focus on your own stuff. Okay. Go on about your day. And go right, go. <laughs> yeah. Go. <laughs> but you know, I, I think it's sad that he is doing this to her. Like he had I feel like he has literally caused her so much drama for no reason. Um, I hope that he just he gets nothing from this situation. And she can move on with her life because she definitely deserves to be happy, to be with a man who want to be with her and not for what she has. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So moving on from the drama of Kenya Moore and Mark Daly, we Mm -hmm. want to get into some more drama. 
Now, I spoke last week about um, Kevin Samuels passing away and, you know, not celebrating his death just because you don't agree with what it is that the message that he's passing along. But Mm -hmm. recently, Pastor Jamal Bryant, who is Giselle Bryant from Real House of Potomac's ex-husband, he's out here making sermons about Kevin Samuels passing and making shots, firing shots about crazy that they got a GoFundMe for his funeral, talking about just basically down bad mouthing Kevin Samuels. Now, like I said before, I don't agree with the message that Kevin Samuels was delivering. Maybe it was his delivery that made it bad, but Pastor Jabal Bryant, how in the hell, how in the <laughs> hell can you sit here and be trying to shoot shoot fire at somebody else when your house ain't in order? You was cheating on your wife, got multiple children outside of your marriage. You know what I'm saying? Publicly embarrassing your ex-wife. And you got the nerve. The nerve. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are bittersweet about how he died and how young he still was. And he's left his kids behind and he's got all these kids and his family and everything. And then there's people that are like, oh, well, F him. He he was just a, an asshole. And he was always saying things that doesn't, doesn't even make sense or correlate to certain things. And, or he was saying things the wrong way. But some people are happy that he's not here anymore simply because of how he was saying the things he was saying. And I'm just like, you know, no matter what this man has said, death is still death. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's not a happy thing like that. It's not something you just celebrate because at the end of the day, he was still a man that still did. He still did things. There's not everything he said was wrong. Like mm-hmm. everything that came out of his that we can't say everything he said was wrong. We can say maybe how he said it was wrong or came off passive aggressive or biased or something. You can say what, however that goes for you, but that's still a person at the end of the day. Okay. I feel like people shouldn't be judging the book by its cover mm-hmm. because he's not here anymore. And I like, I feel like people are just not thinking about the things they're saying what comes down to that and I think it's kind of rude you know yeah I definitely do not think that uh Jamal Bryant would be saying none of this if Kevin Samuels was still alive because where was the energy before (laughs) like because you I I just feel like he know he would be put on blast if he said this while Kevin Samuels was still alive like Mm -hmm. Because I I just think that's super crazy that someone, like, you would come out your, like, as a pastor. Mm -hmm. I thought we don't speak ill of the dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then it just make me wonder, like, the type of people that are following this man. Like, Like, I get Jamal Bryant is a man. He is a human. He is flawed. But as a man of God, I would expect better from you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I can't even forgive you 
or stepping out on your wife, you know what I'm saying? And learning from your mistake and being like, I'm not going to do that no more. But you didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You didn't learn from your mistake. And now you sitting here bashing somebody else for the way that they live. Exactly. And so to me, it's just like, um, to me, it's just like, you don't, you don't have a right to be judging, judge ye and not, unless ye be judged. Unless you be judged, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are in no position to judge anybody. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, it's not you that got to answer to God for the sins of Kevin Samuels. You know what I'm saying? You got to answer to God for your own indiscretions. (laughs) Exactly. And you just added one to the list. (laughs) Exactly. Judging folk. But like I said, it still makes me wonder the type of people that follow him. I mean, right from right, right from wrong, wrong from right. Mm -hmm. We all know what that that looks like. And Mm -hmm. to me, it's not somebody I could follow. Like you out here living all types of wrong, just like mm-hmm. what kind of message are you passing to your flock? You know what I'm saying? Like no, not really. everybody is strong, able enough to to read the Bible on their own, to interpret the Bible on their own. You know what I'm saying? And they looking to you as their pastor to do that, and then you out here just acting like everybody else. Like like I said, he's human. Mm-hmm. But as a man of God, I would just expect him to carry himself better. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's doing it for some clout. <laughs> yeah. And to me, it wouldn't do nothing but make me be like, nah, I don't think this is the type of church I want to be involved in. Right. Mm-mm. Yes. Now that we got the word on the street out the way, we're going to go ahead and get into the nitty gritty, which is the hot cup of cocoa. So in this week's hot cup of cocoa, Angel is with us to talk about being a dancer, the (laughs) club life, and you know, just what her overall experience has been as a dancer. So, Angel, you want to let us know, like, what made you decide to be a dancer? Okay, so one of the number one things that normally makes people become a dancer, specifically for me, quick money. Quick. It's okay. quick, it's easy, it's simple to the point. Um. Sometimes it's not as easy as people think, mm-hmm. um, but definitely because it's, I like, I like the, I like how fast paced it is. Um, obviously there's loud music. It's a vibe. Um, you're, you're not yourself. You're this whole other person. So you can just be whoever you want and nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to be like, Oh, you're not this person. You're so-and-so. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I'm Angelica in here. I don't know who Angel, I don't know who Leah is. I don't know who that is. I don't know any of those people. I'm somebody else. Okay. And then, so, so you get to make this whole other persona. The money Mm -hmm. is quick. So is the money as good as everyone think it is? Because of course, on social media, you see just 
just wives and, and loads of money being thrown, you know, like, is that what it's really like on a typical night? On a typical night, it kind of depends on the night. It depends on the type of club that it is. It depends on what their clients, their customers that come in. Um, sometimes it depends on the DJ that's there. Um, sometimes it depends on the bouncers and uh, who's manager that night um, that brings certain people in because certain people don't like certain people or they don't want to be there when that manager's there because they are weird with that manager. So they'll come in on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday. The, the manager's there on a Wednesday. Kind of depends. So you kind of have to be a little bit strategic when it comes to that because sometimes the money can be good. Like mm-hmm. really, really, really good. And it could be what everybody sees in P-Valley and TV shows and movies and stuff. Because it can be that good. And then there's sometimes where it's not good. So it just really depends on, you got to just know what works for you on what days um, and just go off of that. Because that's going to be the one thing that's going to save you is making sure you're in the club on the the right night, the Right. right time. So do you do you all make your own schedules or do they yeah. dictate? Um, it's kind of your own schedule, honestly. And that's another thing that kind of made me want to do it because I was tired of having a nine to five and then, you know, having to deal with people and, oh, we're going to give you a write up because you called in sick, even though you were actually sick. I'm, I get tired of that, you know, mm-hmm. some people just don't be understanding life that happens to people because it's at a different time for someone else and oh well I had COVID too and I got over it in five days like they said for the quarantine okay well I had COVID and I deal with asthma so I had COVID for three weeks so it's different for everyone so you can't you know I just got tired of having to go back and so I was like you know what I have the skills I have I have a pole I've had a pole for a little while now I've been doing dancing for like three years anyway. So I'm just going to, you know what? We're just going to do it. We're going to do it full time and we're just going to stick to it and be consistent. So you were already doing it before you started doing it full time. Yes, I was actually, I was doing it while I was underage still. So it was actually, it was under the table. It was under the table. Nobody knew, but they also, they changed the age because you used to be 18 and up could dance. Okay. And then- a lot of people was doing prostitution and that was, that became a problem. Mm-hmm. So they decided to change the age to 21 and up. But I'm just, I didn't feel like the age difference was going to change anything because you can still be 21 and up and still go decide, you know, yeah. versus being, oh, well, they allow 18 and up. They can still prostitute too. So it doesn't even matter. Um, it's just some girls do that. And some girls do not do that. I just, I really wish... Girls would not do that. I really do. Cause you can just, you can still do your job and not have to do anything extra. Um, but some of them just, some of them have kids to feed and rent to pay or, you know, somewhere to lay their head. And so they don't even be thinking about that. They just think, okay, well, I'm going to get the money and I'm not able to do this. I'm able to provide, I'm able to go here. I'm able to travel. I'm able to do whatever. If I do it, they just do it. But that's kind of how that lifestyle is. Cause there's, clients that'll come in the club and literally just look for girls to just take out the club and go go home with them like they 
I'm going to give you 1500 Forget that. That's going to be more than you make tonight anyway. And they'll leave and they'll do that. I just really wish that that type of lifestyle was set up better for younger girls who are not, mm, not past their naive stage when it comes to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the prostitution part of it is not necessarily going on in the back rooms. It's the girls that leave the club. Yes. <laughs> There's been times where girls will do that. They'll just real quick and fast. They'll go to VIP, boom, 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 go and then come back out. Um, I've seen a lot of crazy things, but yeah. most of them leave to avoid getting caught and arrested. <laughs> basically. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'd be like, well, I mean, if no one catches you, it's your life, you do what you do. Mm-hmm. But be careful, you know, prepare yourself for the things that could possibly come out of because you could just go with one person be cool with that be fine the feelings could be mutual yeah. and then go somewhere and there's five other dudes you know mm-hmm. so it's just it just it's crazy I just wish that it would be that lifestyle would be structured a little bit better they have this one group called NSA girls and that whole group of they're older ladies now um and some of them are younger some of them are moms They'll come in and they have gift bags for all the girls with jewelry and makeup and nice little Bible verses. I mean, just um, motivational quotes and mm-hmm. just really cute stuff. Um, encouraging the girls that they need to reach out to them. If they need anything, um, especially for all the moms. They offer child care for the kids. So the kids don't be stuck with people they don't know and things mm-hmm. like that. So, and they go to all the clubs down here every first of the month and go check on everyone. So they allow some type of help. Yeah. I think that's really good that there are groups out there that that want to help women in that industry, um, mm-hmm. you know, just help them through their struggle. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, for most people, like you're doing this because you want to do it. You feel like it's fun, but there are other people who are doing this because they don't, this is their means of survival. And so right. I definitely think that it's important to have those type of groups or entities that are willing to help those type of women potentially find some other way or to assist them in any way that they can. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So besides the the people who promote the prostitution part, is there any other part of your job that annoys you? <laughs> um, it annoys me when girls decide to start getting attitudes. <laughs> um, I catch that a lot in my dressing room diaries. That's kind of why I do dressing room diaries, so people can see, hey, we go through things in the locker room. We really do. Yeah. There be girls trying to fight other girls because somebody did this and that out there with a customer of theirs or whatever. There'll be girls fighting with, with girls because, oh, well, you picked up the money that was, you was dancing on this side and I was on this side and you came and picked up the money that was on my side. And da-da. Girls would just be fighting over just anything because yeah, it's just, yeah, post the money comes, it comes so quick. It comes so quick. And then um, I think another thing that's so annoying is managers always want to try to have the best of both worlds. And some of them want to try to take girls home too. Mm. Or um, 
gas you up and tell you how beautiful you are and this and that. Well, you know, you should come home with me or you should do this. You should do that. Just because you're a manager of a strip club does not mean you even start trying to take girls home with you just to boost your ego, sir. Right. Um, You got to chill with that. You know, because I'm I'm very quick to, hey, I'm going to go to corporate. (laughs) You need to chill. You need to do your job. But other than other than that and the fighting and the sometimes girls don't get along, it's it's pretty smooth. It's it's pretty you go in, you do your thing, you go home. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. So do you find it hard to to have relationships? Oh, that's a good question. (sighs) I think (laughs) for me, for me, um, I think it kind of depends on your partner. Mm -hmm. If you meet someone and you're if you have a partner and they know that that's something that you do obviously it's something you want to talk about in depth not just you know the surface of it because there's there's a lot of touching and you know body parts and stuff when it comes to dancing and if you're wanting to share your life with someone else you're going to need to set some sort of boundaries to respect them yeah. Even if you're still doing that, there, you know, there's things that you don't have to do, mm-hmm. you know, to respect that person that you decide to be with. But if that person is just you know, what, what comes with that and they know how to address you about certain things, um, I think that's that would work. But you have to have like really, really strong communication because that lifestyle is a very sexual lifestyle. And yeah. we know that sex is a very powerful thing. And if you're coming together with another person and you're in that lifestyle, they can immediately feel like you're cheating on them or, you know, doing something with someone else. So that line of communication has to be like, I mean, clear as water. It has to be so super clear. Right. There cannot be any blockage in that communication because once there is, that's it. There's going to be conflict now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have, so since you've been a dancer, have you been in a relationship? No, I've always done it either before I got a relationship and I stopped or after I got a relationship and I was done with dudes. Mm -hmm. So I started back up again after I broke up with my ex in December and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not with anyone. I don't have to explain this to any, any guys that I'm talking to or anything. So I'm just going to go for it. But as soon as I, there is a guy I'm talking to and he comes, he comes to the club and shows me love every time. Like we hang outside of the club and everything. I just, we'd be hanging, like I hung with them on Sundays. Like we just be chilling. We'd be cool. We, our feelings are mutual for each other, but anyway, we both understand what it is and where it's at. Like we're just, we're friends, we're homies, but we like each other, but we're chill because he does music, so he does shows all the time. So he got fans, and you know, and then I be dancing, and then I be modeling, so then I have fans. So we're just not trying to put our relationship anywhere until we have our foundation of what we actually want for ourselves put together. But really good friends, you know. But I'm just not with anyone because I don't want to have to go through that process yet after you know breaking up with someone already. Right. So is. Is um, Texas like a, a, a state where you can get fully nude in the club or do y'all have to wear like pasties and stuff? 
So in Houston and Austin, Dallas, Texas, you can get fully nude there. Mm -hmm. Down here in San Antonio, they will not let you get nude because San Antonio is like little Mexico. Yeah. So a lot of the Cubans and Dominicans and um, Puerto Ricans, they'll come down here because where they're from, prostitution is legal. Yeah. So when they leave there to come here, they try to carry that out here. Mm-hmm. So but we cannot get fully, we can't even be barefoot. We can't do nothing. Only up to like three girls on stage. If there's four more girls on stage, they call that prostitution. Um, if you have, if you don't have pasties on, that's prostituting. Um, hmm. If you don't have pasties on, it's prostitution. Mm-hmm. They're very, very, very strict with the rules in San Antonio because of how bad, when I say prostitution out here is very, very bad. Yeah, it's very, very, very bad out here. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're kind of messing it up for everybody. Because yeah. you have people come in the club and they're they coming from all over the place. Kirkle Bangs showed up last night. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> so we have people from all over just showing up and they're they're not used to that. You can't smoke weed in there. You can't do uh you can't do anything, you know, like yeah. at all. And then they're like, oh, well, why has everybody got clothes on? I thought this was a strip club. And we're like, well, <laughs> the, rules, the rules are so different and they're not used to that. Like they'll come from clubs from Las Vegas and all over the place. And they're like, well, what is this? I'm like, hey, this is San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you. This, you can take it up with the city. The city's <laughs> going to change it. Take it up with them. Right. Wow. I, well, I think like not being fully nude like of course when you go to the strip club you think I'm like you about to to see it all so I think that can like take the fun out of it but you know I I still I think it's safer for the girls maybe I can agree I can agree okay Mm -hmm. okay okay so did you take like pole dancing classes for this or is it something you kind of just learned on the job definitely both um (laughs) definitely both um I got myself a pole to use for pole fitness first Mm -hmm. um just to get that conditioning for upper body strength and stuff and um I just got on YouTube went to with a couple of friends and was just chilling and hanging out and just doing crazy stuff, Googling different things. And I just started implementing it into what I do at work and then I'll go to work. And then there's more girls that know other things, other pole tricks. So I'll learn from them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it, 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 so there are some people that's like, cool with each other in the club. Everybody just ain't like trying to fight all the time. (laughs) Oh no, there's there's definitely girls that are really cool. I have my little little crew that I'm cool with as well. You'll you'll see them. It's always the same ones in my dressing room diaries. It's always the same girls that I'm hanging with, chilling with. Um, but there's definitely girls that are clicked up. There's definitely everybody has their own groups and their own little cliques. I click with everybody. That's the thing about me. But I'm a Sagittarius, so I get along with everyone, even the girls that are close to me. And they have girls that they don't get along with. I get along with them. So I'm like, I'm the middleman. But I'm not in it. My name's Bennett. Okay. Right. That part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I definitely understand that concept. I be trying to be like, look, 
I'm just minding my own little business. Right. I'm not trying to have beef with them because they got beef with you. I ain't trying to have beef with nobody. Only beef I want is in my sandwich or my burger. That's it. That part. <laughs> so um, I think we just got one last question before we move into like questions with Coco. But, you know, so and this may be like a little bit personal, but okay. you know, can you work at that time of the month or how does that work you can you can um it's actually that's like a that's a baby stripper question actually a lot of baby (laughs) strippers that come in like they're brand new and they're like oh well my period started and I don't even know do I go home like are they gonna make me go home I'm like girl no look come here here's what you do you're gonna go to the restroom you're gonna clean yourself up you're going to take, because we have a house mom, so she has all different little per- supplies, wipes, perfumes, out- outfits, everything, gum, everything. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, look, so you're going to take a tampon. You're going to cut the string. Mm-hmm. You're going to put it where you need to put it. Do what you got to do. Now, how you Every- do that? Well, you don't cut the string all the way off. Oh, I'm like, what? you just cut it shorter. Yeah, because you just cut it shorter so it doesn't just end up popping out and people are like, oh my God, you yeah. know? So you just cut it a little bit shorter, enough where you can reach it because you don't want it stuck now. Right. But um, take care of that. Go pack, like, because you always have a money bag with you or a little purse or a little backpack, something. Put about five or six little tampons in there with the strings already. Just go ahead and choop, stick it back in the package. Just cut that string so it's already prepared, ready and waiting. Yeah. Time for you to change. You just go do it and come back out. No one's gonna know. Just make sure you keep on top of your changing schedule. Once if you do that, you can work during that time. Okay. Okay. And I mean, I've had my days too where I'm like, do I want to go? Because it's time. I'm like, oh. Cause you're cramping and you're bloated and you're just uncomfortable and you're hungry and yeah grouchy and <laughs> your face is breaking out and all kinds of mood swings and it's like no nah, I can push through or I'm just gonna pop me a Tylenol go do what I need to do and just get out there and do my thing right okay okay yeah that definitely makes sense mm-hmm. um now, I mean, if you got fully nude, then you probably wouldn't work at that time of the month, probably. Right. Yeah. Now, some girls will, they will, but they'll just leave some bottoms on. Yeah. And then okay. just no tops. Okay. All right. Well, I think this portion of the episode was very informative. I hope everybody got something from it. I know I did. Um yeah, just gives us another perspective versus just like the turn up time, you know. So right. now, questions with Coco is definitely just like where I see questions on social media and I'm like, hmm, this is a good, good something to talk about. So questions with Coco this week. Um, mm-hmm. I saw this woman say, she asked her man to buy her this really expensive purse or something like that. And the husband said, no, he couldn't get it. So maybe like a couple couple weeks later, he sees her with this item. And he like, well, how you get that? And mm-hmm. she's like, her work husband had bought it for her. Now, to, if you allowing another man to buy you though, uh, an elaborate gift like so, 
what you giving this man in return? Because ain't nobody just buying you a $2,000, purse or however much the bag was mm-hmm. without getting nothing in return. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm saying the relationship should be over because you for the streets now. Right. Like, what is you doing that for? And you didn't even ask him and say, hey, well, there's someone at my job, you know, that's, you didn't tell him nothing. You didn't tell him nothing. He had to find out on his own because he's seen you with it. Yeah. I feel like it would be different if you would have been like, you know, talk to him about it and say that someone wanted to get it for you, whether it's a work husband, wife, work wife, whatever. I just feel like she should have said something. And then if you saying it's a work husband, like most time, I'm not going to say, because I could probably say I have a work husband, but <laughs> like we just work hand in hand together. It's it's not really like, we, we ain't like that. But mm-hmm. like, um, in some instances, like when I see it on TV and stuff, when people be talking about their work husband, it's somebody that they flirt with at mm-hmm. work. So there, there's some type of attraction there. but there's some type of attraction there and it's just like if you allowing this man to buy something for you that outside of lunch you know Mm -hmm. like I think it's inappropriate like whether you in a relationship whether you're married I don't think you should be accepting elaborate gifts from someone who is not your man now if you are single do you baby girl Right, do it. <laughs> do it. Get get your bag, get your coin. Mm-hmm. But if you are in a relationship, you can't be accepting gifts. No. For real. That's insane. Yeah. She she needs to she needs she's in the doghouse. <laughs> she's in the doghouse right now. Yeah, she in the doghouse and she might not be let back in. <laughs> because <laughs> right. y'all know men take things a little differently from women exactly he gonna exactly. Be done. <laughs> he's gonna be feeling like he's in competition with another man now mm-hmm. and that's ter- that's one of the number one things that breaks down men's masculinity their confidence in themselves their character their energy for their woman if you're making them feel like it's a competition between multiple males not even just one Exactly. Especially if it's his friends. Oh my gosh. Friends, family members, something, anyone that's close to him, they do not like that at all. And I feel like for other women to not understand that, it's just like, you don't need to be in a relationship. You don't need to be married because you're not, you're obviously not ready for that commitment Mm because you just broke your commitment right now. Yeah. And if you feel like you need to be with somebody who can provide you that type of li- lifestyle where they can give you elaborate gifts and lavish gifts. Then maybe you also need to evaluate the type of men that you're in a relationship. Maybe you need to consider going and be like not being in this relationship with the man that can't afford the bag and mm-hmm. be in a relationship with the man that can't afford it because right. you're, you're <laughs> compromising yourself and your relationship. For real. Yeah. She's a little wild for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing with that story with the the woman who was married. She's married to her husband and he pays for everything. He does everything. But she decided mm-hmm. to have um 
a side hustle and was making money and saving money for herself in case something went wrong in the marriage and they divorced. Mm-hmm. So she was having her own savings account and putting money away and didn't tell him. And he found out and was like, why are you doing that? Like, what are you, what are you doing this for? That's equivalent to me having a side chick in case we get divorced. <laughs> Which I think, I think that's a little bit extreme because the side chick and money are two different things. Right. You're having a side chick to have relations with or go on dates with or whatever, the, whatever you, you grown people do, whatever it is that y'all, y'all do. <laughs> She's saving her money in case something goes wrong and that she might be putting it in her account for, well, it's the case we get divorced, but let's say something happens and y'all need a little bit more. She can pull from that, that she's yeah. saving for. That's, I feel like that's being smart mm-hmm. on a lot of different levels, just by saving money, because you could save money for college and then use it to get a car instead, mm-hmm. you know? So it just depends to me. I think every couple, like, even if you do have like share your money and have a joint account, I think that both parties in a relationship should also have a separate account. Um, there was an account where they know, know about the account. You know what I'm saying? There was something Steve Harvey said when he was counseling a few people and he was like, you need to have four bank accounts. You need to have your own he needs to have his own and then he needs to have an emergency account and you need to have an emergency account Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just smart as hell yeah with everything that's going on with emergencies COVID all these sicknesses coming out of nowhere we don't even know where they're coming from um just too much stuff is happening prices are raising for literally everything Mm -hmm. so I feel like having that mindset to be like no, this is what I'm going to do. I need to start saving. And she was like, well, my mom raised me and let me know whenever I do get with someone, because you never know what these men be doing. And if you're not prepared or have a backup plan, you're stuck. And that's why so many people be stuck with men who do those types of things, have a side chick, whatever. And then they don't have anywhere to go. They don't have their own money to like leave and move to get their own apartment their own house their own place their own everything because they have everything with him you know Mm -hmm. and he can easily just take it all away because it came from him and if you don't have nothing that's just not gonna work you're gonna find yourself falling on your ass yeah and I don't I don't think that account is specifically to be like you know an event something go wrong with us like I'll have my money I just look at it as it's a rainy day fund. Mm-hmm. It it could be in the event that we don't work out. I got some money saved up. You know, it could be. It could be for our, our air conditioner year. went out. Right. We need a new air conditioner. You know, right. what I'm saying? like <laughs> I I don't look at it as that separate account being like you know if we don't work out then I got my own money. I just look at it as it's a rainy day fund and mm-hmm. it could be used in, in any event, any emergency, you know, and I think in that instance, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? To, to have separate accounts. And I think a man should have a separate account as well. I don't think just the woman should be harboring her money, but I also think that um, they should each know, they should each know about those accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because that's that's where people run into the the secrecy thing like well what are you spending your money on you know so I think it's important to have those separate accounts because say you want to buy your spouse a birthday present or a Christmas present and you don't want them to know you know what you bought them like that's money that can't like you bought that present, not we bought that present. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's it's so many way different ways to look at having that separate account. Um, mm-hmm. That I don't see it as being wrong or negative because you have separate accounts or rainy day funds. I think that I think that um, both people should know about those accounts. When it comes to receiving gifts from people, I don't think that you should be receiving um, lavish gifts from from people outside of your relationship, like a man Mm -hmm. interested in you. I think that's inappropriate. Um, And if you are swayed to to be with someone who can do those lavish things for you, then maybe you need to evaluate. Uh, your current relationship because you like I said earlier you're just compromising yourself and your relationship mm-hmm. yep but you know I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode Angel do you have any final words about you know being a dancer and what that looks like don't do it for too long my my mom asked me she was like how long you gonna you gonna be doing this I was like well I only want to do it enough to where I can invest in some things like some crypto and some 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 really good things that are gonna do really really well and take off um because I don't want to be a dancer all the way up till I'm 35 like there's there's dancers that they're still dancing in their 40s they're still dancing in um still doing it I mean, like, like they're still 21, 23, 24. Um, but it's definitely something you don't want to be stuck in that for too long. It's very repetitive. It can be pretty, pretty uh, draining. And you don't want to just continue to drain yourself for multiple years at a time like that. Some people can take it. Some people don't care. Some people, it really messes them up. Um, so I'm very proud of all the dancers who have retired, like Cardi B, uh, light skin Keisha, um, several, several people have retired because they've made enough. They bought their properties, they've invested in businesses, and now they're just boss bitches. Once they finally reach that time where they're like, all right, I've made my 20000 time to invest in these three businesses right here, get my house, get my car, blah, 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 and then just wait for those things to take off. So don't ever do it for too long. Set a goal, meet it. And then just keep going on something like find something else that you want to do and invest that money that you saved into that. And that is it. I think that is um, good advice. And it just reminds me of uh, taking it, taking it way back, but taking it to Players Club, you know. With oh, Dr. yeah. 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 <laughs> like They're trying to make a second too. one. They're trying to make a second one. I, I'm going to be here for it. <laughs> You know, I I think that's important to like, if you want to get into dancing, of course, it's an easy way to make some quick money, but go into it with a goal. Because I think like 
people can get stuck in the idea that I make all this money and it comes so fast, you know, and get mm-hmm. stuck. So I think yeah, it's that's, that's the thing about quick money. It mm-hmm. goes fast. <laughs> it goes you know, as fast as it came to you. Yeah, I think so. I think that was a great point that you made to to go in with a goal, and once you meet your goal, like get out. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I want to thank you for coming on the show this week. I enjoy our Kiki session. Um, you want to let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media. I'm angel.2.2. You said I'm angel. Okay, there we go. I'm angel.2.2. That is my Instagram name. Okay. Well, yes. y'all follow your girl, Angel, on the Instagram. She be posting some spicy stuff. So yes. I definitely <laughs> say uh, follow her. You'll get some great content from her. Um, she does model. How I even came across her is that she is an ambassador for my homegirl Tati's lingerie line. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Forbidden. So, you know, very beautiful girl, very, very, ta- she is multifaceted. She's more than just a dancer. So, again, I appreciate you for coming on the show. Yeah. Definitely cannot wait to see what other things that you have been working on. And, um, you know, I'm going to be following and, and keeping up with you. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all know y'all can follow me on all social medias at Kiki and with Coco. Um, y'all can hit up my website to keep up to date with all the episodes at Kiki and with Coco podcast.com. However you decide to contact me, there are multiple ways through social media, the website, Hit me up. I'll get it. I'll respond. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> so, yes, yes. Thank y'all for tuning in. And until next time. Bye. Bye.